You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is preached by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, on the last day of the church year, we hear of the last day of the world. And Jesus gives us a parable of the five wise and five foolish virgins so that we would be among the five wise, among those who are ready when the bridegroom arise, arrives, that we would be among those who enter into the joy of the wedding feast. When the New Testament, by the way, talks about wisdom, I, I'm always expecting a particular Greek word, uh, Sophia, uh, which is, in my own mind, the common word for wisdom. But there's a different word here for wisdom. It's phronomoi. Now, Pastor Flammy helped me sort out the difference between Sophia and Phronomoi, it, it's a particular kind of wisdom. It's a, it's a wisdom with an eye to the future. It's a wisdom that takes stock of the things that we know, but it's a wisdom that especially takes stock of the things that we don't know, that knows the limits of our knowledge. So the, the virgins waiting, the wise virgins, they knew that the bridegroom was coming But they didn't know when he would arrive. But this is the point. They knew that they didn't know when he would be there. They knew there could be a delay. So they were ready. They were ready if he came right away. And they were ready if he was delayed. They had oil in their lamps. And they had extra oil in their flasks. And this is their wisdom. And Jesus is teaching us this wisdom this morning. We know that the last day is coming when Jesus will return to the earth, raise the dead, judge the living and the dead, and then the new heavens and the new earth where righteousness dwells. We know that the one who cannot break his promise has promised us this, but we don't know when it will happen. In fact, nobody knows the day or the hour. But this is wisdom. We know that we don't know. That we can't know when the last day will be. If it will be today, or if it will be tomorrow, or if it will be next week, or next year. Now most of the time when we hear about the Lord's coming in glory, and we talk about readiness, which is what the Scriptures call us to, to be ready for that day, We think of preparing for the second coming as if it will be today, right now. We sound the alarm like we had in the Scriptures. In fact, like we have in the hymn. Wake, awake, put away your sins. Pray, make amends with the people you're fighting with. Give attention to your faith. And don't put these things off. And this is good. There is an urgency to our Christian faith in our life. In fact, we know that our life is not the end, that there's more to come, that there's judgment on the other side of death, and that for those who do not believe in Christ, there is wrath. And for those who do, endless joy. So, when the Scriptures talk about the end, they talk about a readiness, a preparedness, an expectation. Jesus says, Matthew 24, Therefore you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Or Second Peter, Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these things to be, be diligent to be found by Him without spot or blemish 
and be at peace. Now this is the first part of wisdom. That we have oil in our lamps. That is, that we have faith in Christ. That we believe God's Word and endeavor to live godly lives according to it. That we watch and pray and expect that Jesus will be here for us at any moment. But there is a second part of wisdom. And it is this. We know that we do not know when the end will be. So we make provision to wait. We have oil not only in the lamp burning, but oil in our flask ready to burn. And what does this mean? It means at least that we consider and think a little bit about the future. That we get married and have children. That we build homes and churches, not only for ourselves who are here today, but also for the generations which are to come. That we have an eye on today, but we also have an eye on tomorrow and how it will be with our children and their children and their children. There have been various times in the history of the church when people became convinced that they knew the time when Jesus was coming. In fact, this happens about every ten years in our own day, right? Someone has a prediction about the day that Jesus will come back. Now, this has always happened in the history of the church. And what happens when people are swept up in this? When they think they know what they don't know? They quit their jobs. They stop farming. They stopped getting married and having children. They stopped building churches and writing hymns and buying books. Why, why, after all, would you build a church today if you know it will be destroyed in the second coming tomorrow? If you became convinced that Jesus was coming back in the next few days, then you wouldn't worry about going to the grocery store tomorrow and getting all the stuff that you need for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and that would make for a really bad Thanksgiving day. <laughs> So while we are always to be ready for His coming, wisdom is that we are also prepared to wait. We're ready for the delay. We are able to stand by. We know what we don't know, what we can't know, the day or the hour when Jesus will be back. This means, dear saints, that the second coming is not an emergency. We've talked about emergencies here before, how an emergency suspends the regular ordering of things. Uh, right now, for example, we have uh, various vocations, and we are going about those vocations with great diligence. <laughs> I'm trying to preach, and you are trying to listen. <laughs> that's our vocation, handed over to God, and that's how it's supposed to be this morning. But if all of a sudden a car crashes into the narthex, this good ordering of things is suspended. And suddenly all of us become paramedics, <laughs> doctors and nurses and such. Now, this is good when this happens in a real emergency. But it's bad if we're always being drawn into fake emergencies or false crises. And this is one of the temptations that happens when we consider the second coming that we would be drawn into a crisis of the end, that we would abandon God's ordering of the world, the vocations that we have in our family, with our neighbors, in this congregation, and so forth. In fact, with this in mind, I think we see two very clear temptations regarding the last day. And it is on the one hand that we forget that Jesus is coming, 
that we live like the world will always be the same, that it will never end, and we give no thought of the judgment day. We forget what we ought to know, that Jesus will come in glory to judge both the living and the dead. And then on the other hand, we act like we know what we do not know, the day or the hour of His coming. We are convinced that the last day will be so soon that we make no provision for the wait. We give no thought of the generations to come that our grandchildren and our grandchildren's grandchildren will ought to be confessors of the faith in a world that's plunged even deeper in darkness than it is now. Now you know how the devil tempts you and which hand he tries to push you towards, which ditch he tries to push you off the street into. If you're, if you're tempted on the one hand to forget the, the second coming, or if you're tempted on the other to act like you know the timing of it. But either way, Jesus in the parable is calling you to repentance and to faith and to wisdom. You know Jesus is coming. You do not know the day or the hour. And this is the wisdom of the Christian. We are ready if Jesus comes tomorrow, not because we've managed to do every good work, but because Jesus has given us His promise that our sins are forgiven, that He loves us, that He has washed us with His blood, that He has died for us, that He has baptized us, that He has fed us, that He keeps us as His own. We are ready if Jesus comes today. And we are ready to preach and teach and build and sing so that the world will be ready when Jesus comes in 50 years or 100 years or even 2,000 years from now. That the Lord's people who are there on the last day will rejoice to hear the great trumpet sound and be gathered with the marriage feast of the Lamb. And we're ready because we have heard His Word. We are ready because we have been baptized. We are ready because Jesus has called us His own. St. Paul writes this, You are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. May God grant it. May He grant it to us that we would be wise, that we would be ready for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, tomorrow, or when He comes. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. 
For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope.